0: For this episode, we'll be talking about Queen, Queen 2. In the room, I have Rob. Yes, sir. And Ben. Mm-hmm. Queen 2 is the second studio album by the British rock band Queen. It was released on the 8th of March, 1974 on EMI Records in the UK and Electra Records in the US. The producer was Roy Thomas Baker and Robin Joffrey Cable and Queen. The genre is rock. And from All Music Review, Stephen Thomas Irwine. Similarly, but unlike their debut, Queen 2 is richer, darker, and weirder, an album that finds Queen growing as a band by leaps and bounds. There is still a surplus of ideas, but their energies are better focused this time around, channeled into the overinflated, pompous rock that could be called Prague if it wasn't so heavy. Even with all the queens and ogres that populate Queen 2, this never really feels as fantastical as Genesis or Uriah Heep. And that's because Queen hits hard as a rock band here, where even the blasts of vocal harmonies feel like power chords no matter how florid they are. Besides, these grandiose harmonies, along with a handful of wistful ballads here, are overshadowed by the onslaught of guitars and pummeling rhythms that give Queen 2 majesty and menace. This hits like heavy metal but has art rock sensibility through and through, which also means that it has no true hooks in for those who don't want to succumb to Queen's world. But that kind of insular drama is quite alluring in its own right, which is why Queen 2 is one of the favorites among their hardcore fans. At the very least, it illustrates that Queen is starting to pull in all their ambitions and influences into a sing- signature sound, and it's quite powerful in that regard. All right, what do we think of Queen 2? Our first Queen album.
1: Yeah. Mm. I Early Queen is, is extra, and I'm here for it.
0: Yeah. I... <laughs> Highly looked over album, I believe.
2: Oh
1: yeah,
0: I
2: <clears throat> my first time ever digging into it. Like, and it took me it took me two listens before I was like, okay, okay, yeah, I'm on board. Yeah, um, it, <laughs> the, it's
0: weird to go back too because he, you know, hearing the later albums, you like, oh, this came from here. Uh, March of the Black Queen is like Bohemian Rhapsody, like you were saying. Uh, Father and Son is. Uh, Masters of the universe, like, <laughs> the, like the, the, the ideas are are transmuted through Queen's eyes. But you you get these senses of princes of the universe, princes of the universe. Thank yeah, it, it's it's really cool to see this like original rock. Oh, band. yeah.
1: Like they they continue to hone their pop sensibilities. But this this early stuff, like it's kind of all over the place. But like all the ingredients are there. The heavy stuff's really heavy. The the big thick harmony blasts like an ogre battle, are ridiculous, <laughs> but they're awesome. <laughs> you know, like the the fantasy stuff's more fantastic. The heavy stuff's heavier. I celebrate their 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 full career. Uh, th- this early stuff's fun. Yeah,
2: it's yeah, really fun. It splits the difference between what Zeppelin and Who were doing at that same time. Like it it, it sounds like those two bands got thrown in a blender, and this is what came out. Uh, which I'm in no way saying is a, a bad thing, um, but then you add a little fancy but, fa- like but uh, not so much like until uh, not so much until you get to side two, where uh, I think Freddie Mercury basically wrote that side because the yeah. first side is all Brian May for the most Pretty part. Pretty much, um, shit. I mean, <laughs> what can you fucking say about <laughs> how how could you possibly disparage Queen <laughs> on this record? Um, uh, yeah, I think that Ogre Battle in that entire side two might be the beginnings of actual fantasy metal. Because I thought about it, that, it's too. It's so much harder. It, it rocks so much harder and then is entirely more intricate than what any of the. Uh, I mean, Gen- Genesis did s- stuff, they did but stuff. They, it, but they it wasn't it wasn't like. Metal. You know, yeah, it wasn't like, you know, it's not
0: Iron Maiden. Yeah. 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 yeah but hot dog. What? A... Yeah. Ogre Battle. I, I, when I heard it, I was like. Right, Iron Maiden.
2: Yeah, but yeah. then Ogre Battle bleeds directly into whatever the song is the like fairy
1: it, t- the Fairy Feller's Master Stroke.
2: Yes. Which it's like a medley kind of. Like yeah. it's it's an entire thing. And I don't I, I didn't look to see if uh that was all Freddie Mercury is doing on that end, but I, it wouldn't surprise me at all.
1: I looked into that song and it, the the lyrics and music is Freddie Mercury. The song is based, I now know, on a Victorian painting. Called it's by an artist named Richard Dad, and it's called the Fairy Feathers Master Stroke. And this, if if you like crazy weird Victorian fantasy paintings, absolutely look that one up. It's really cool. But then, so Richard Dad, he painted this painting in like the 1850s, I believe. He painted it from inside a uh, a state criminal lunatic asylum after killing his own father. He was an artist. He did all the art things and he was on a trip and he was like sailing down the Nile and some say he got heat stroke. But he, his personality drastically changed while he was sailing down the Nile and he believed that he was being controlled by Osiris and he started trying to kill people. and
2: Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. So then
1: he and he successfully killed his dad. And so they locked him up and he continued to paint for the next like 20 to 30 years crazy fantasy paintings including the Fairy feller's
0: Master stroke. Oh
2: shit. Yes. Yeah, nice. yeah.
0: yeah, it's a cool, uh very cool painting if Yeah. You see it. Yeah. Uh, and there's a really good write-up by it was like Neil Gaiman.
2: Yeah.
0: I thought it was really interesting. Of course he's into like just right. <laughs> like weird artists, British artists. <laughs> I uh, yeah. It's it's really strange too when you you read about those things like Brian Eno's like Here Come the Warm Jets, the guy who could like do Py- uh, pyrokinesis, oh, yeah, yeah. it just like, like these little tidbits that you start digging into these like pop songs and it's like, whoa. Mm-hmm. Down the rabbit hole. Right. <laughs> Speaking of down the rabbit hole, White Queen. Um,
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> Birch. Yeah. Did you notice this song sounding like any other popular songs that you might know of?
0: It sounded really familiar, but I couldn't quite put my finger on it. Ghost, Goulet. Oh, you're
2: Also, right. Yeah. Def
0: Leppard bringing
2: on the heartache. Yeah. That's, These that's are the same fucking yes. songs.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm not familiar with the Ghost
2: one, but yeah. I hear the Def Leppard. It's right before Zombie Queen. Yeah.
0: No, that's that's incredible. Yeah.
2: Goodness gracious. Yeah, what? I
0: I read like all the people that said they're like this was like their favorite record. They were super in- inspired by Queen too. Like, 2, like, like Axel Rose, everybody. Uh, Billy Corgan was yeah. like my yeah. favorite record. It's kind of amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did want to bring up. The one criticism, since I can, since I had to dig real hard, the one criticism I have is that the thinness of the tape, because they overdubbed it so much.
1: They said it was clear when they were done with it.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Gotta gotta get those vocal harmonies (laughs) in, man. They were like bouncing. (laughs) And like eight layers of guitar, too. uh, (laughs) 16 tracks, I believe, but then they were bouncing that down. So by the end, you have like, 30-some tracks, 24 tracks or something insane. It's what it sounds like. And it does sound like that.
1: sonically, this thing is thick.
0: Yeah. Well, it's thick, but also it's... Thin. It has that thin tonality because you just can't put that much audio material (laughs) on tape.
1: There's a song on, on side two, Funny How Love Is... I I actually need to revisit it because I haven't revisited it since I read this, but I read that they recorded it with like like a Spectre wall of sound technique. I learned today about John Deacon's Deacy Amp.
0: you know anything about John Deacon's Oh the The Deakey Amp? The Yeah. Where it, it basically I mean it sounds like a like a decaying like
1: But it's it's isn't it it's that that Brian May guitar tone that yeah. everyone knows. Yep. It's this Deeky Amp. Uh so John Deacon, uh the bass player for Queen. Uh, is an electrical engineer before he didn't need to have a real job. And I guess shortly after he Queen hired him, he was walking home and he passed by like a dumpster and he saw some wires sticking out and he was rummaging around and he found this old like circuit board to like uh like it was like an amplifier circuit board he thought was out of like an old transistor radio or something. So he took it home and he wired it into just like a like an old st- like wooden stereo speaker cabinet that he had and uh and put a quarter inch jack in it and no knobs, no volume, no tone, no nothing. Directly into the thing and it was powered by a uh, it was like a PP9 pack battery, like one of those thick batteries that used to go in the transistor radios and it just had this like Warm, crunchy little sound, and he took that into the studio, and that's that part. I'm sure Brian May also plays through other amps, probably chains them together. Yeah, but that like warm, crunchy Brian May guitar tone is that little Deaky amp, and I've seen a picture of it. It just looks like it's not big. It's like a little, like a little, uh, like a shelf top speaker.
0: Yeah, no shit. It's, yeah, it's what gives. <laughs> I mean, it kind of made Queen original too. That in Freddie, obviously, but like, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, yeah, I've always found fa- found that tone to be like spot on with their sort of what they're going for. The the, uh, the sort of bridging the almost like a harpsichord, like it, mm-hmm. it gives that like harpsichord vibe or something, something that has that ringing Tonality. Yeah. How
2: come Brian May doesn't get the uh, the accolades uh, that his other like guitar hero like uh, people at the same does. time? I think he does.
1: It's yeah, not, it's not
2: spoken in the same breath though. Is really? like uh, like uh, it should be, yeah, especially
1: Paige. since like man this this ba- is a band of tinkers. So John Deacon made the Deacon amp. Brian May made his own guitar, the Red Special.
0: Yeah, like, I feel like he's brought it's a band up the tinkers, man. In uh, the sort of uh, who. Uh, maybe not Jimmy Page, but hey, like, speaking of but them, like I Robert of Fripp. This song right now, I think yeah, he's, which is, he's he's bro- was like, it someday one day. It's like him and Robert Fripp are brought up with like people who are more into like uh tonality and like gearheads and yeah. stuff. I hear about yeah, I hear about them more, but maybe not in the popular.
2: Yeah, I, I guess Queen was never as popular as those bands. They got like well, the,
1: the only the no, 80s.
0: their reviews are like terrible too. Oh, you know, people didn't like this record mm. when it came out
2: <laughs> no but like even like i didn't know i i knew led zeppelin before i knew queen i knew queen because wayne's world
1: i knew queen before led zeppelin but i also knew queen before because wayne's world i just also hadn't heard led zeppelin at that point after wayne's world came out i got queen's greatest hits on cassette and been a queen fan ever since yes. yeah yeah
2: okay. But I mean it it, it took till ninety one. I I definitely heard Led Zeppelin on like the uh like the rock station. Yeah. Like before that. So I don't know. Um it, hmm. but yeah, uh let,
0: let, let me hear some of these reviews. <laughs> uh I that don't the be-
1: dregs of glam rock, didn't someone call it that?
0: Yeah, the, yeah. There were some bad reviews. Man, I would I would never call this glam.
1: There's definitely, hey, wait, wait, let's, let's revisit this inner oh, yeah, photo. Bert, did you see this inner
0: photo? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, they don't, all look like don't, they don't need a nap. <laughs> the, the, the white, also the the cover photo too. That's I, iconic. Oh, super iconic. They
1: brought that back for the Bohemian Rhapsody video. They sure did. I also, I like that this album does not have side A and side B. It has side white and side black.
0: Yeah, I, and I always they, like it when yeah. bands do that. The art uh,
1: reflects it. the uh, The album cover, the outer art, is that that iconic like kiroskiro picture of their faces in a diamond, and then the in, inner cover is all it's all white, and they've got white feather boas and f- fluffy hair, and yeah.
0: yeah. The photographer Mick uh, Rock, who uh, he wanted to do like a striking image, like David Bowie, Iggy Pop, Lou Reed, but he wanted them to look like moody and vampish, like uh, Marlena uh, Dietrich.
1: And they were like, no problem, sir.
0: Yeah, they were like, no problem. But I guess like Freddie couldn't resist uh, doing like a smirk with his like uh, ha- his arms crossed. His, his
1: misfits corpse hands. That's
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> Looking up slightly. It's amazing. Tell me the loser in the
2: end is not when the levy breaks.
1: Oh, it is. <laughs> this is a Roger Taylor song. He's a drummer. He sings it and he wrote it. He also sang and wrote, I'm in love with my car, which is a weird song. That's a real weird song.
0: <laughs> Zach and I have had multiple discussions Got about that song. Got
1: feel for my automobile. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no.
2: <laughs> you guys remember that uh, internet craze of dragons fucking cars? Oh, yeah. And the pictures? <laughs> yeah. If anyone wants to go down a Google rabbit hole. <laughs> There's dra- a lot more than dragons that. Dragons fucking cars. Dragons
0: fucking cars. <laughs> give, it, give, it a, give it a shot. Uh. <laughs> Uh, The octave bending polyrhythmic of the March of the Black Queen was written by Mercury at the piano and developed as electronic and acoustic guitar extravaganza with May adding symphonic tubular bells, tubular bells, tubular bells, as such, it was virtually impossible to replicate live, but remains an album highlight. Obviously, the March of the Black Queen is I can't imagine trying to play half these Uh -uh. live.
1: I do like that they, they 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 cover both queens, the white queen and the black queen. Yeah, on, yeah. This, on this queen album, yeah. it's just queen two. It's not because it's their second album; it's because that's how many queens they <coughs> will they will cover in song.
0: <laughs> Who was it? Uh, the drummer said he was like such a boring title. Yeah. this is such a like lame. Like we can't be more creative <laughs> than this. And then they started. Uh, And then their albums are named after like Mark's Brothers pictures. Like a night at the Opry. A day at the races. It's like.
1: And then. So the album that's after this has. Is called Sheer Heart Attack. But the song Sheer Heart Attack isn't on the album Sheer Heart Attack. Yeah. The song Sheer Heart Attack is on News of the World.
0: I love that. I love when <laughs> bands do that. Uh, like, Hot Snake. Fuck you. Fans. Uh, was that Hot Snakes has uh, a lyric. Usually there's like a lyric in like. An album, and then the next album will be called some one of the things like in the lyric. Yeah, it's like
2: it's like a like, uh, Pixar with their, uh, uh, yeah. and
0: they introduce yeah. the uh, the next little
2: thingy by having it have a cameo. <laughs> what was the name of that little monster in Shira?
1: Oh, good question.
2: At the end of every episode, he'd be like. Did you find me? I was <laughs> hiding in this thing. <laughs> I forgot all about it. If that. anyone knows what the little monster's is <laughs> sure is, you know. Unfortunately. Just, just call on the hotline. Make sure you you, you, you you smack that subscribe button and uh, ding that bell. You, you gotta ding that bell now.
0: They kind of blew up, too, after this album. Well, before, they were doing... <clears throat> they were recording the first album in the off time in the studio because it was free studio time, and they were all in co- a bunch of college guys yeah. getting together, making music. And for this one, they demanded, you know... No. We want
1: to record when you're open during the day. Yeah,
0: we want normal <laughs> recording hours, please. <laughs> and they said, okay. But they really broke... Um, because Bowie dropped a of top of the pops mm-hmm. and they filled in for him doing the seven Seas of Rye that's a banger is a banger and they thought it was kind of ch- kind of lame to do this like faux performance where you have like the youths dancing around modishly and they're like performing this this
1: and on top of the pops they are just miming, right yeah yeah
0: no the, the the symbols are, are just doing, like, thunk, 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 thunk. Oh, ogre battle. Very cool. Uh, ogre battle just came it's on. So this
1: happening. It, this it's happening. This intro to Ogre battle now. is just the outro to Ogre battle played in reverse. Yes.
2: Why not? And it cool. lines right up. It does. Because they are machines.
1: Yeah. Like I can barely tell when they switch to playing forward. Yep. Like, they're now playing forward. <laughs> Dude, my, I was pumping the We are song. all
2: pantomiming <laughs> the... Uh, 30 vocal takes at once.
1: <laughs> I was pumping this song earlier tonight and the dogs hated it. Yeah, I was telling the these dudes before we were recording got this record. Oh, yeah, like, Adam's not here He's not here <laughs> a, a, Adam and I we used to when we were roommates when we were 19 We was when I found this record at like a thrift store or whatever it would always be playing on our front porch with with cold beers. This is this is some porch drinking tunes. If you're into like fantasy metal,
0: yeah, okay. and I am,
1: At which we are. Yeah,
0: <laughs> the best. I have the best description of uh, Queen that I had ever heard. It's the fusion of macho and fay.
2: Oh yeah, I'll
0: take it. <laughs> uh, for, <Cool>. years, <laughs> for years, for years, a Queen had boasted the motto, no synthesizers were used on this record, signaling their allegiance with the legions of post-Led Zeppelin hard rock bands.
1: You know, there's technically there's technically one synthesizer on this record. Really? Technically. So during the <laughs> outro, what is it? It's like I like to be beside the seaside? Like they go into like a sea chanty in the fade out of Seven Seas Ary. And it's one of the things they do, like they're fading out on this sea chanty and then the first track of Sheer Heart Attack, uh, which is the next album, they're whistling that same melody in the intro of the first song. But in the background of that, it's just like drunken gang vocals and someone's playing a stylophone.
0: Oh.
1: So, gotcha on a technicality there, Queen.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Man, it's so fucking lame. That... Like, you, you know what, You know, when I learned it was okay to like uh, synthesizers, like as an actual like instrument, was seeing a video of fucking Ted Nugent with a shotgun shooting a keyboard in his backyard <laughs> because he said it killed rock and roll. And I was like, no, it did No, no it didn't. It, no, all right, they're cool now. Cool. <laughs> I mean, I was into Devo already, but after that I was like, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> fucking pricks. Really, really pushed you off the... It, over- it man... I that that's such a uh so
0: so short short sighted Yeah. Also
2: I've I've heard some kind of magic and there's definitely synthesizers Oh, oh on yeah, that.
0: that's the that's my favorite though, is like obviously they went straight into synth. Yeah. 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 Everyone did. Mm-hmm. For better or for worse.
1: Yeah. Yeah, there it is at the bottom there. No one played synthesizer again.
2: <laughs> I mean, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. The again is
0: makes it funny. <laughs> dot 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 Probably again because they put
1: it on Queen 1. Yeah. Yeah.
0: What do you think, Rob? What do um, you think of Queen 2, The Queenening?
2: Man. You know what? This is a super good record and everyone should be forced to listen to it.
0: <laughs> you should hear it before you die. No,
2: they should be they should be made to hear Queen 2. Yeah. And no, I I <clears throat> I fucking love it. <laughs> it's it's gro- like it, it. It took me two listens before I was fully on board. And that first listen, I was like, you know, probably. Second listen, yeah, absolutely. This fucking record rules. Sorry, did you have more? Because oh, you have a whole like. Oh page no, of... I've
1: said most of okay. this. Okay, but i was just thinking. You know, like that nobody played synthesizers. Disclaimer. I kind of get it. I think if in especially in 1974 yeah. when we're getting these. Like these Stevie Wonder albums and all this stuff with these unique thick sounds, and Queen is such a sonically unique band, especially like in this era when they're doing, when they've got like their own bespoke amplifiers creating tones that we're not familiar with, and they're laying them layering them like eight times. I would probably also put on a record like we made these sounds ourselves.
0: <laughs> yeah, know? I think they were kind of drawing a contrast to and saying, yeah. We are we're a rock band, right? And I we, won't we lie. We think that this
2: that last Genesis record was such a nightmare to get through. And if they're if they're running around like and people are trying to compare them to what right. was going on with that, right. yeah, I'd be fucking separating myself from that if I liked playing rock and roll mm-hmm. loudly and and proficiently. Yeah. So in that, sure, I, I get it. Why not? But hmm. fuck Dead Nugent.
1: Fuck Dead Nugent.
2: When are we I, getting to free-for-all? <laughs> can, can you say we're not? Uh, not with any sort of <laughs> cat scratch fever. It's got to be coming up, man. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, I know. It, it, it makes sense in that. Like, with with what was happening with Prague at that particular point in time, yeah. like, to differentiate yourself from those things, that makes sense. But I still think it's, you know... They, they, they eventually thought it was short-sighted, too. No Nugent? No Nugent. Oh. Uh, fine. Yeah. Cool. I'm fine with that.
1: Shit. So... So we got that going for us. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah. Uh, I like this record a lot. Uh, I would recommend it. Like I said earlier, it's kind of like it, it, they're they're extra on this record. They're like they have not honed those pop sensibilities. They're a little bit all over the place, but it's it, it, it as far out and as all over the place as they get. It, it's it's Queen yeah, and
2: embryonic you, Queen is
0: still fucking Queen. If
1: you like Queen, listen to Young Queen. Yeah. This is good stuff.
0: Yeah, it's really good stuff. Yeah, they came out swinging on this one. I mean, they always did, but I feel like this one's just shooting for the stars. Like, you see where songs are going to develop into masterful, like, uh, execution on Bohemian Rhapsody and some of those other songs, but this is where it started. And I feel like this has a lot, like, this has a real special place for me, you know, especially because some of those can get a little more fanciful. They get a little more pop oriented or, but this is like a little bit raw, a little bit more exciting, like rock and roll mm-hmm. this energy.
1: This is a heavy queen album. Yeah. This one. And I honestly, I haven't listened to queen one in so lo- in so long. I can't speak for it, but like this one, sheer heart attack, sheer heart Attack, both yeah, heavy albums.
0: Yeah. So there's something cool about this. I'm sure we'll get to the other ones. Um, this book i mean we have to but yeah total positive yes amazing few bands embodied the pure excess of the 70s like queen embracing the exaggerated pomp of prog rock and heavy metal as well as the vaudevillian musical hall they that's right delve deep into the camp and bombast creating a huge mock operatic sound with layered guitars and overdub vocals queen's music was bizarre yet highly accessible fusion of the macho and the fay.
1: That's a good write-up. Who did that one?
0: Yeah, that one was done by BBC originally. That's a good one. Was, oh, that, yeah. was
1: yeah. that a contemporary write-up or a retrospective?
0: Uh, is like a retrospective. Okay, still cool. Yeah, love it. Next time we'll be talking about Roxy Music, Country Living. Oh
2: Ooh. fuck Ooh. yes! All right, <laughs>